Hello, ladies and gents. Welcome to Dear World Love Delilah, the quotable podcast with me, Darcy Lee, a moment meant to motivate, inspire, and empower. And I am super glad that you're here. So if you're joining me because you need the occasional reminder of your pure badassery or innate awesomeness, if you need help silencing that inner critic, getting through a tough day, want to be a part of a community of people who are dedicated to suiting up and showing up fully for their lives, or if you just want to be able to, at the end of it all, say, I did all I wanted to do with this life. I put it all on the table, and I lived this life as fully, authentically, and courageously as I could, then welcome, because you, my friend, are in the right place. Every week, I will come here with something fun, fantastic, and authentic for you in all different ways. Some days I'll bring you amazing people, some of whom you may have heard of because they are amazing out loud, and some of whom you need to hear of because their remarkable gifts are too good to be kept behind the curtain any longer. Other days we may discuss an incredible book or share a beautiful idea that will help you truly live the life that you want to live. We will enjoy the fun things, tackle the difficult things, and together we will meet. We will dream, we will learn, and we will laugh. Together, we will take this life by the horns, and we will live it until the living is done. So, my fellow rock stars, are you ready for an adventure? Here's to the journey. I am really excited. Let's do this. Dear world, I'm sending you so much warmth and light. Love, Delilah. Pray as though everything depended on God. Work as though everything depended on you. St. Augustine. I read this and my heart just became full. And this is actually not off a yogi tea bag. Pray as though everything depended on God. Work as though everything depended on you. St. Augustine. Augustine, St. Augustine, rawr. Pray as though everything depended on God. Work as though everything depended on you. St. Augustine. So this is a little bit of a cheat day for me because I, uh, I started this thought as one of my Thursday tea time minis because this actually came off the tea bag of my most recent cup of tea (laughs) and I thought it was perfect for a mini right and then I just kind of sat there sipping my tea and kind of creating an outline and making notes and I realized that this is not a mini episode. There's no way. There's so much to this. And so then I looked up the quote because, you know, on the tea bags they don't have who the quote was by. Um, so I looked up the quote and it turns out it was by St. Augustine. Uh, so I decided that I'm going to sit here for longer than my Thursday tea time mini and record this and then I'll figure something out for a Thursday episode. Um, so yeah, and this, this, when I read it, um, it just made my heart so full immediately. And I think it's because it's something that is so on the forefront of my thinking right now. Um, I am in the midst of like 
well, I'm just gonna be real. I am building an empire, folks. <laughs> like I am in the midst of building an empire. There is a lot that I want to do in this world. There is a lot that I want to do for the people in it. Um, and I am just working toward doing that. Um, and, and I'm busting my butt and, and, and I don't mind, like, I love it. You know, I love the work. Um, I love working hard. I love learning and growing through the work. Um, but I will admit like something that I struggle with some is just kind of, you know, the self-doubt kicks in or the fear kicks in or, you know, the, who do you think you are kicks in. Um, and that's when I have to kind of really recenter, you know, I have to kind of touch back down, right. Get grounded. And so I'll explain why in a little bit, but this, this was so, uh, fulfilling to me. This, this quote was so satisfying to me. Um, because it is something that I'm really kind of thinking through and working through a lot right now. Uh, oh, and another little fun fact, this this particular quote is not actually off a yogi tea bag. This is off the brand of tea called Shotima, uh, S-H-O-T-I-M-A-A. And this particular flavor is called Talk to Me, licorice, mint, and lavender. So how wonderfully appropriate is that? (laughs) Super lovely. Um, All right. So pray as though everything depended on God. Work as though everything depended on you. Yes and yes. This hits home for me on so many levels. Uh, And right now, while I'm trying to kind of build my dream life piece by piece, it just came with it a magic feeling, like a feeling of magic and harmony telling me that I'm on the right path. Trust the universe and work your ass off. (laughs) Trust the process and own your part. Have faith and take action. Be confident and know humility. Ask the question and work through the answer. Pray and hustle, you know, like trust your higher self and embrace like your current self, your human self, right? Yes, I love this. And I feel that it brings about clarity regarding both prayer and faith, um, no matter how varying our religious beliefs are, right? Um, So I've mentioned before that I'm not a religious person in the sense of organized religion, specific doctrines or dogmas, Uh, but I do consider myself to be a spiritual person. Uh, I'm concerned with things of the spirit, of the soul, of our origin, uh, and of the source to which I personally believe we all return. Uh, I'm intrigued by all of it. And, but something that I keep in mind, so I have people in my life who, you know, I have someone that I love who's an atheist, right? And I'm fine with that. Like, and when I write these things, when I take my notes, when I outline, when I sit here to record with you, I keep that in mind too, because to be honest, like someone can still not believe in a higher power uh, in the ways that it's been explained or taught in various religions or whatever, um, but can still have like a spiritual space and can still believe in something bigger, even if that bigger thing is like who we strive to be versus who we are, right? So I keep all of that in mind um, as I kind of as I explore, you know, the kind of stuff of the spirit, I'm so intrigued by it, by all of it, grateful for it and for my curiosity about it, my understanding of it, no matter how limited. 
And I would also consider myself a person of faith, strong faith, really. I've had this feeling of belief, of trust in whatever it is, for which there have been thousands of names, right? The energies, the patterns, the connectedness. I call it the universe because for me, it feels um, not quite as big as it is, but big enough in, in that I'm a tiny blip, <laughs> you know, in relation to it, right? But it's also a size that I can still sort of pretend to comprehend. Um, and it gets me away from this idea of like a big man in the sky. Um, because for me personally, that idea doesn't really work, right? Uh, and I say pretend to comprehend because I do recognize rationally that it is outside of my means of comprehension, like as far as big picture. Um, but for me, universe is something that's super big, but also something small enough for me to relate to. Uh, but it's a feeling, not a feeling like sadness or happiness per se, more of a sort of knowingness, a comfort, um, an underlying hum of which I mostly always feel the vibration. Sometimes the vibration is overwhelming. Have you ever hummed so hard that it made your lips tickle? <laughs> Sometimes it's like that. It's a hum that's so present that even though it's beautiful, it can be uncomfortable um, and it can still make me laugh. <laughs> and sometimes it's a little less noticeable, like the background noise that we've gotten used to, the fan or the air conditioner. Still there, uh, even loud in presence and perhaps even loud enough to make the fear and doubt hard to hear, but something about where I am in the moment makes me miss it or forget about it or perhaps take it for granted. Uh, and then sometimes faith looks like or my kind of awareness of this, this bigger thing. Uh, sometimes it's like a buzz, the buzz of the lights, right? The buzz of the electricity moving through the walls in the air. The buzz of the fan in your laptop, right? That you don't even notice until you do. Um, there may be undisputable evidence that it's there, right? Like the electricity is there. Can't deny it. The lights are on, the TV's on, the coffee pot is brewing, but I can't hear it. I can't feel it. Not until I can, <laughs> not until I pause, right? Not until I get quiet, centered and focused. And sometimes I have to turn off the noise around me. And sometimes it is even my own breath that drowns out the sound, the buzz of life and energy. So I have to go past the breath to hear it, right? Um, and for me, the faith part of it is that I always know it's there. And I always know it's good. And I always know it has my back. So to me, that's faith, I think. The gist of it, anyway. And it hasn't always been that way. This is kind of where I've arrived to now, in this moment. Um, and all of that, <laughs> all of that was a very long way to get to the concept of prayer. Um, part of my spiritual practice is prayer. Now, obviously, there are various ways to approach prayer, right? And now, in this time, I hear prayer and meditation as though they are one act. I hear it all the time on podcasts and in shows and, you know, prayer and medication. Med <laughs> You know, the last time I talked about meditation, I said medication more than once. And I'm trying not to like give in to that. <laughs> um, but ultimately, 
meditation could be a means of self-medicating. Um, but anyway, I hear about prayer and meditation as though they are one act, and I like that. I have heard it said that prayer is me talking to my higher power, and meditation is me listening for a response. And I love that too, getting quiet, listening. I feel like in general, we as a species are not excellent listeners. <laughs> really, I think we generally struggle with communication in general, like conversation in general, a large part of which is the listening part, the part where we pause, where we get quiet and make an effort to hear, truly hear what the other person is trying to say with focusing on what we're going to say next. That's what I mean is we, we miss out on the other stuff because we're so focused on what we're trying to say next. And it's hard. I've noticed it in myself. I am not the best at listening when I'm not intentional about it. And I mean from the jump. For example, I'm terrible with names. Terrible. And I think it is in part because I'm not listening when someone's introducing themselves. Seriously, within seconds. Like from the time I see their face to the time they finish their name in a handshake, I have already quit listening. Uh, <laughs> so quickly that calling it forgetting is probably generous. Like I didn't forget it because I never even heard it because I wasn't listening. <laughs> now, in my defense, upon meeting someone new, I'm immediately riddled with curiosity and intrigue. Like who is this person? What are they like? What are they doing here? Am I gonna like them? Are they going to like me? I wonder what they love. I wonder what they're struggling with. What are they going to say next? You know, what am I going to say next? I wonder if they watch Talking Dead. <laughs> do, they, do they pick their dream houses based on whether or not it's a good place to live when the zombie apocalypse finally happens for real, for real? <laughs> and then, damn it, I don't know their name. Listening is an art. Communication is an art. So the idea of prayer and meditation as practices like yoga, damn it, yoga, <laughs> but as practices that really appeals to me. Growing up, I was taught that prayer is asking for stuff, you know, like this real formal kind of, dear Lord, please keep my family safe. Dear God, please bless me with the job I need, etc. Um, as I've changed though, and as my beliefs, my beliefs have changed, all of my beliefs about just about everything, the way I pray has changed as well. And now a prayer looks more like self-reflection and gratitude, like awareness and gratitude. And while were I to pray out loud, it may look like I'm making an effort to be honest with God or the universe or my higher power. It's not that. There's no need for that, right? Because it he, she, whatever it is, the energy, the big thing or the big nothing or the big everything sort of with which we all um, started or through which we all started, whatever it is, it knows <laughs> if I'm being honest or dishonest. Even if it's just energy, I'm either on the same frequency at any given moment or not, right? I'm at the same vibration or I'm not. Um, so convincing God of my sincerity is not really important unless I'm overwhelmed with emotion, then my default kicks in. <laughs> so I should say more that when I'm conscious, when I'm intentional, when I'm grounded, I am not concerned with being convincing. No, I make an effort to be honest out loud for me. 
uh, in part to own my stuff, in part to love myself with my stuff. Uh, but yeah, it's for me. Does that make sense? There is plenty about me on a daily basis that I am not really proud of. Yes, I like to think I'm super cute and kind <laughs> and freaking hilarious. <laughs> right, I like to think of myself as an all-around rock star. And the truth is, like, I am. I am. I have a lot of things about me that I love. I am a beautiful, unique composition of carbon and stardust, right? But, but, and there's a big old but, like my big old butt, <laughs> I can also be very judgmental and overly critical. I can be condescending and I can be stingy with my love and my approval. And I know this about me. And some days I wallow in these things, ashamed of myself, worried that I'll never be better. But I am. I grow. And I work at being more kind, accepting, supporting, motivating, and generous every day every day. I am practicing. I'm a work in progress. I'm a masterpiece and I'm a work in progress. We're all both. We're all beautiful pieces of art and we are all unfinished, right? Yes. Yes. Like that is to be human. And sometimes I have to remind myself of that for my own mental and emotional health, for accountability, for the sake of personal improvement and growth. I have to remind myself of that. And so that's where like honesty and gratitude come in as far as sort of making up my prayer. And I remember the first time that someone suggested this form of prayer, prayer in gratitude. It was years before I adopted it. <laughs> Sometimes I like to fancy myself smart, but like the more I do these podcasts, the more I realize I'm actually <laughs> quite a slow learner. I feel like there are some things that it just takes me a long time to pick up on. Um, but I do. I remember the first time someone suggested this idea of, of prayer in gratitude. Uh, and at the time it sounded nice, but it just didn't make sense to me like a piece was missing. And actually two pieces were missing in retrospect. Um, I think that the first missing piece was a concept that changed my life. And that concept was the idea of having the power to create the world we live in, right? Having the power to create the world we live in. And not just metaphorically, but quite literally, like we have the power to create our lives instead of just living in them. And what's so funny is that I was raised as a Christian. I was raised Catholic and then Protestant. And the whole time I was taught that we were made in the image of our creator, made in the image of our creator. Does that not mean that we are then by definition creators as well? Never crossed my mind. <laughs> Never. So then I think, yeah, like, okay, when I got to that place, I thought, sure, God created flowers and I make flowers out of paper. You know, there I am acting in his image. Okay. But damn, if it took me decades, people, decades to realize that we are capable of so much more, so much more. We play a large part in creating our own personal world inside of or within the one that was created around us, under us, you know, for us, whatever. 
And a term for that that's really popular is this whole idea of the law of attraction, right? The concept that we attract to us that on which we focus. If we focus on negativity, we will see more negativity and even invite more negativity in our lives. And of course, thankfully, if we focus on the positive, we'll see more positive and we'll attract more positive, right? The idea of vibration, of frequency, So, yeah, so when gratitude as a prayer was first introduced to me, I was not yet familiar with my power as a creator. Um, And that's a real significant piece in why prayer as gratitude um, works. Uh, But that, that missing piece is why it made it so difficult for me to comprehend when it was first introduced to me. So in thinking, there was a second piece that was missing. And the second piece... Um, was the idea or the concept, the philosophy of being here now, being present, the power and the beauty of the present moment, being aware of how I'm feeling, what my body feels like in the present, present moment, where my head is, right? Someone once told me that hurt, sadness, anger, etc., those emotions are generally rooted in the past, right? And things that happened in the past in our, our interpretation of things that happened in our past. And then that anxiety, uh, and fear is generally rooted in the future or our, you know, our interpretation of the potential of the future or possible outcomes of the future. Right. But that in the present moment, right here, right now, things are usually pretty okay. Now, granted, there are exceptions, obviously, but it really hit home to me one day when driving down the road shortly after that conversation where this was sort of introduced to me, the power of now, um, I was thinking about it. And for those of you who don't know me, I have been told since I was a very little girl that I think too much, (laughs) that I look too far into things, and maybe I do. Um, But honestly, I like that about me. I like thinking about something, looking at it and through it and around it. (laughs) You know, I want to know how the world works, how people work, all of it. Uh, So anyway, I was checking in with myself and I was thinking about that, right? That concept that things in the present moment are now um, are good uh, and even like pretty darn close to perfect at any given moment. Again, there are exceptions, but generally, okay. And I noticed in that moment that I was feeling anxious, which was for me for a very long time, sort of a default setting. Um, and so I started to look at it, what I was worried about, and I don't remember now, but whatever it was at the time, it had nothing to do with the moment that I was in. And it had everything to do with my fear of one of the many negative possibilities about something that had not even happened yet, right? Possibilities, mind you, not even probabilities. And it was with a focus on the negative possibilities as though positive possibilities don't even exist, right? And I was living there. I was living in a possible future moment that I created and it was automatically negative. And I say I was living there because while physically I was driving my car in a different moment, physically my body was feeling the effects of my mind being in that future moment. 
muscle tension, elevated heart rate, furrowed brow. Like I was physically in a moment that was not even happening. It's crazy when you think about it. We time travel all the time and don't even realize it. We go back to our past physically and we live in a variety of possible futures physically. And it's like in the movies, we go there, but no one else sees us there and we can't change anything. Like how crazy is that? Ah, so, but in the moment, in the moment, I was just driving my car. I was just sitting there moving forward toward whatever. I was alive and breathing. I was safe in that moment in the second and the seconds that was that followed, I was okay. I was alive. I was breathing, right? I was okay. Everything was okay. There was nothing happening. You know, things may have happened and things were going to happen, but in that moment, in this little moment right now, nothing is happening. There was nothing to fear, nothing to be angry about, nothing to be hurt over, actually nothing happening in this moment. Now, are we all ever going to be able to stay in every moment, every time, every moment happens? Right? Of course not. Right? And while there are those who really try to live their lives that way, maybe like leaves in the wind, you know, letting each moment take them where it may, while I respect that, and I even kind of envy it a tiny bit, um, for me, there is a middle ground. I have to personally have a plan. I have to have hopes and dreams. I have to have direction. For me, though, what I also have to have, like little Virgo type A me, what I also have to have is flexibility and faith. Um, And maybe it's just my own definition of faith, whatever, but so that my plans, my dreams, my direction don't get in the way of even better things that the universe may have in store for me. Because let's face it, this vessel, right, this human space, the ideas and imagination and possibilities it can create are still subpar compared to that which has existed from the beginning, whatever you choose to call that. Um, And I find that ridiculously exciting, right? So exciting. Um, So that learning to be present, being here now, and the concept of sort of attracting that on which we focus most, those were two things that were missing or an understanding of those two ideas is what was missing when I was first introduced the idea of gratitude as prayer. Um, because gratitude is prayer, praying in thank yous incorporates or depends on really both concepts, and it also supports both concepts. I thank you for what was because it has brought me to this present moment. I thank you for what is because this moment is all that truly exists, right? And I thank you for what will be because what I do in this moment will determine the next. And it all comes back to now. It all comes back to being grateful for now. So am I saying that like God does not hear other prayers? Absolutely not. No, like, no. Because prayer has very little to do with God. (laughs) Prayer has very little to do with the universe. That which encompasses everything needs nothing 
God, the universe, source, energy, whatever you believe in, no matter what religion you practice, what books you read, it does not need us. It doesn't need our prayers. The big thing, the big thing of all things is not a fairy that ceases to exist if we don't believe, right? Um, or if we don't pray, you know, prayer is for humans. Religion is for humans. Faith is for humans. Um, so how we pray affects us. How we pray affects what we, what we receive from prayer. Just like how we spend a moment determines the course of that moment. And it's really, it's pretty beautiful, isn't it? Like it's so freaking powerful and magical. And the beauty, the magic, it brings us back to that original quote. A teabag quote I saw just the other day said, trust God, but row away from the rocks. Yes. Yes. And if we pray in gratitude, we are practicing being grateful for what we have while working toward what we want. Like, thank your higher power for what you have and then use it. Let gratitude be the foundation on which you build your relationship with God or with the universe or whatever and with others. And you will see unbelievable changes in your life. It is such a beautiful thing because when we commit to it, to gratitude, we are also committing to seeking for things to be grateful for. See, sometimes it's really easy, right? When everything's going well, when everything is going the way we want it to be, it's easy. Thank you for my new job. Thank you for the bonus I received at work. Thank you for bringing my loved one home safely from the hospital. Yes, and all of that matters, right? Yes, be grateful for those things. Do not let them become fodder. Do not fall into that trap of taking them for granted or letting them fall into like the abyss of, you know, things. Because being grateful for the good things, it brings us and ourselves more joy, right? When we are grateful for the quote unquote good things, or maybe more accurately, uh, maybe the easy things, the sweet things, the things that are comfortable and happy, right? When we express gratitude about them, it's like we get to experience them again. We get to feel the joy of their happening in the moment that they happen and when we express gratitude about them later, right? So we get to feel that joy more than once. And yeah, <laughs> so be grateful for the good, absolutely, the easy good, you know, be grateful for it. Um, and then what prayer and gratitude does, uh, or what committing to gratitude in all things does, including prayer, uh, is that it asks us to find the good, even in the difficult things, especially in the difficult things. It calls us to think outside the box. It causes us to put on different lenses, to look at something from a different angle, to reframe it. If we are committed to gratitude, we're committing to finding the joy that is sometimes hidden behind the hurt, to finding growth or movement where we think we're stuck, to uh, seeing beauty and magic. Like, like to seeing the beauty and the magic of a dandelion where we were always told that it was just a weed, 
right? And something else that is awesome is that as we approach prayer with gratitude, or maybe maybe even better yet, when we approach gratitude as a form of prayer, we are honoring the God of our understanding and we are beginning the work, the work that the quote speaks of. It is all so big and brilliant and fun, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Ah, I love this. I'm so grateful to you for just being here and listening and for letting me share my thoughts. And I have received a few emails as of late. Uh, yay. <laughs> so I also thank you for sharing some of your thoughts with me. And I will bring them here too. We will talk about those emails and, and other people's thoughts here too. I promise we will visit them. So yeah, anyway, okay. What does gratitude and prayer look like? And then what does it look like to do the work? For me personally right now, gratitude and prayer is about reminding myself of what is real and what is true, as well as what I want to be real and true. So for me, it's kind of similar to affirmations. Uh, some of you may know I am a step parent. I went from having two dogs to having four kids, basically, if you include my husband. Uh, and I'm not insulting him. He actually said that in our wedding vows. Uh, <laughs> and I love them all. I do. But it is freaking hard. It is hard on levels that I never expected in ways that I had never imagined. And it causes me to constantly seek out the good, to commit to the joy, to find the ways in which the universe uses my family to bless me. Because if I didn't do that, if I didn't make that effort, I would probably be in jail or a loony bin. Because when I say it's hard for me, I mean that I really, really struggle with it daily. It is definitely an opportunity to find the best of me when I struggle with the worst of me. So needless to say, I do a lot of praying around that. When I'm driving, when I'm about to get home from work, when I have my hands about three inches away from any given neck. <laughs> so the prayer, the praying as though everything depended on God sounds like, hello universe, <laughs> hello and thank you. Uh, I thank you for the opportunity to be better than I was yesterday. I thank you for all that you've done to prepare me for this role. I thank you for what they teach me every day about where I am strong and about where I need strength. I thank you that in this struggle I am learning, that I am always learning. And I thank you that sometimes when it is not hard, I get to see where I shine. I'm so grateful that they love me even when I feel unlovable and that I can do the same for them. I thank you that, though they may not understand it now, you have given me the tools to pass on to them and that one day they will look back on this and they will see that while I did not do it perfectly, I did the best that I could. I thank you that our relationship is improving daily, even though sometimes it doesn't feel like it. And I thank you, too, that they're all at friends' houses this weekend, <laughs> that I have a few days off from the struggle. <laughs> so, yeah, that is what the prayer part looks like. And then the work part looks like, well, I mean, it looks like suiting up and showing up daily for them, admitting when I'm wrong and apologizing when necessary, self-care, taking care of me so that I have what it takes to take care of them, you know, being willing 
being willing to learn and grow and to try to see things from their perspective, being willing to not have to be right if right is not productive or beneficial or necessary. And that, that is really hard for me <laughs> because I like to be right. I do. I like to be right. And then in other areas of my life, while prayer may look similar, the work may differ, right? So where prayer is about kind of my body and my health and my strength and my, my body image, you know, the work may look like getting up and going to the gym, um, packing something healthy or buying something healthy at the grocery store. Um, some days, you know, the work may look like making a phone call I don't want to make. Spending money, not spending money, reading, learning, walking away, staying put. It depends, right? And sometimes it's hard to know. Um, that for me is actually the hardest when I don't know what the next step is. And then, then my prayer might reflect that, you know, hey universe, thanks for having my back as I try to figure out the next right step. You know, thank you for mid-course corrections and for forgiveness Thank you for supporting this dream that I dream and helping me work toward it uh, when I insist on getting in my own way. Thank you for the tears. Thank you for the lesson. Thank you for the strength and the courage and the wisdom that I'll possess when I need it. Thank you for beautiful surprises, unexpected blessings, um, and for this opportunity to learn how to embrace the unfolding of every moment the unfolding of every moment. I don't know if I have brought this here yet to this space, but I heard on another podcast, uh, the Erin Lively show, I think, something that she heard elsewhere and loved it. She was sharing her notes from a lecture that she attended, and she said um, in her notes that she had written down, you don't have to be patient when you can learn to embrace the unfolding of every moment. I remember the joy and the peace and the excitement I felt when I heard that. It has stayed with me. Thank you for that, universe. And sometimes, sometimes the work is prayer. Now, don't get me wrong. Trust God and row away from the rocks, right? I don't mean like pray, then sit on the couch and wait for it to magically happen. But sometimes prayer is the work, especially when we adopt prayer and gratitude, because we're making an effort. We're making a shift. We're committing to change, a change in our thinking, a change in our perspective, right? We're willing to see if there's a different way to see things. And that's important because when we see something differently, we may see an opportunity to approach it differently. Being willing to be willing is good work. Surrender can be good work. Stopping in order to stop the chaos that we have likely created can be good work. Stillness, mindfulness, those can all be works. And with those works, through those steps, the next steps, the next task, the next need may be revealed. For me, I think that the moral of the story is sort of the balance between be and do, between trust and action, between my part as a spiritual being and my part as a human being, um, between speaking and listening, uh, between expectations and forgiveness. It is embracing 
the dichotomy that exists in our existence, you know, embracing the gray areas, reframing discomfort, chasing it even. It can be so fun when we think of it that way. I feel like this life is meant to be fun. I feel like if we knew what we were capable of and the force of that which has our back when we feel uncertain, we would have more fun. We would see more magic. <laughs> yeah. So, so thank you. Thank you so much for being here with me. Because being here, this opportunity, this is magic for me. Y'all have no idea how much it means to me to know that you're out there and that you're listening. So thank you. <sighs> All right, friends, here is where we will end this episode of Dear World, Love, Delilah. Thank you so, so much for being here. I will say it today and I will say it every single episode. You are the reason I do this and you are the reason that I get to do this. I'm having so much fun here, and I'm really, really grateful to be able to spend this time with you. Seriously, thank you for this and for all the love that you give me between episodes each week, the emails, the Facebook messages, the love that you give me on social media, and the reviews you leave on iTunes. You guys are rock stars, and I'm just super fortunate that I get to be in the band. So with that, if you liked this episode, if you feel like it had bits of juicy, yummy goodness that can help someone you know, someone you care about, then I hope you'll take a moment and share it. Share it on Facebook or on Instagram, tell a friend, and then maybe take another moment to leave a review on iTunes. These little actions make a huge difference for me and my team. Sharing is caring, <laughs> and every little bit helps. Also, if you haven't gotten your hands on my free 10-page e-guide to taking small steps to making big changes in your life, and you want that e-guide, of course you want it, it's free and it's awesome, just go to darcylee.com and get it there. I wrote it for those of you who, like me, know in your heart of hearts that there is more for you, that you want to do more, that you're capable of more. And while the idea of more or better is exciting, the idea of where to begin can be overwhelming. I get it. So the e-guide is just about starting with some small steps, which will yield some really big results. I hope it helps. And if it does, if you read it and like it, then maybe you'll send a friend or loved one to my site, DarcyLee.com, so that they can get their hands on it too. Oh, and a little something extra. One of my other little side passions is all things paper, all the paper <laughs> and hot glue and fabric and buttons. But mostly and most passionately, I create paper flowers. Uh, and I've created a page where we can all play with some of that stuff together. So if you want to check any of that out, you can go to facebook.com slash all the whimsy. That's W-H-I-M-S-Y. And if you're interested in an online book club, then you can go to my other page, uh, which is at Dear Delilah XO on Facebook. Uh, or you can go to facebook.com slash groups slash read, share, slay, book club. And you can join us there. We would love to have you. <sighs> All right. So before signing off, I want to give a special thanks to my badass executive producer, Wayne Renbure, without whom I'd be lost. And also to my dad, who just joined my team. And of course, I want to thank you one more time for being here. 
I truly hope you got something you needed, and I can't wait to be here with you again next week. So, with that, dear world, I'm sending you so many hugs and kisses. Love, Delilah.